And now, from the Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio, on location at Hillside Winery and Bistro on the Naramata Bench. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, from Golden to Princeton and all 18 other cities across the province listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We're on location at Hillside Winery in the middle of the Naramata Bench, just above the road overlooking Okanagan Lake, and our guest is uh, Duncan McCowan. He's the president of Hillside Winery. Duncan, how are you? I'm doing great. You, Welcome to Hillside. It's thanks great so to much. have you guys back. Uh, this is always one of the highlights of the year, to have the... Uh, food and wine radio show here you look fantastic what are you doing are you running up and down the hills every day or? well you know what i bought an electric bike so oh I wow actually we're on the kvr trail and so i bike to and from home and i live in naramata yeah so, yeah that's it's, it's fantastic it's, it's, it's good so, yeah uh, so you're feeling good everybody's uh, it seems like the crowds are back uh, things are coming on now and uh, it, it, some it, sense of normalcy no it it that's right. The the whole pandemic was was a challenge for us, and uh, we're now open for lunches again. Mm-hmm. Open the upper patio. Uh, our chef is really nailing it, and uh, yeah, we're we're really excited. The, it, so far this year, it's been quite quite busy, and uh, yeah. we're we're excited about the year. Yeah, you can sort of feel the energy now in, in the valley. It's back, so I think that's it, great. It, it, it is, and. Uh, I, I'm suspecting we'll get a lot more domestic travel this year yeah. uh, from uh, the, the lower mainland or, or whatever, and we're, we're excited about yeah, that. Yeah, people thought everybody would be in a rush to, to go overseas or whatever, but it looks like everyone's going to stick around for another season for well, sure. Uh, that's the sense I'm, I'm getting because we're, we're, we're much You're busier busy. earlier yeah. in the year. So you're year. seeing a lot of reservations and that now for people. That right. You've got to get organized, right. I guess. And you know, the one thing right now is this is the shoulder season. I'm so thrilled that we're having a lot of locals yeah. coming and uh, and eating at the at the bistro and, and getting yeah. out. People coming down from Kelowna. It's, uh, I'm, I'm excited about the year. Yeah. Uh, well, we're excited to be here. I, I know we're going to talk about a bunch of things today with a, a, a bunch of your people. Uh, what's it like running a winery today with with staff and all the all the people you need, all the certain uh, skills that people have? Have you have you enjoyed that part of the the job? Yes, I have. But you know what? I have an absolutely outstanding team, mm-hmm. and I my management style is I gave them give them a lot of flexibility and uh, responsibility, and they're rising to the challenge. So it's yeah. it's. I've got a great team, and all of the uh, areas are really, really clicking in. And and I know your listeners will will meet several of them. Yeah, today. today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, a lot of them don't know that you you made a crucial decision many years ago to uh, stick to Naramata Bench. Of uh, how how did that sort of come about, or why why did you think it was important then? Well, I'm a geologist by training, yeah. so I'm really interested in the terroir the soils and and the naramata bench is uh, is is unique like uh, i i don't know how sensitive these mics are but you can probably maybe hear the traffic going on naramata road occasionally well that's the old high level watermark of glacial lake penticton right. so below we have silt above we have the granites and yeah. glacial rocks which i think 
Kathy will go into maybe more detail of what it does with the wines. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, it was important, though, to, to, to just make wines from here. That was something that you, you were a right. pioneer of that here at Hillside, and that's, uh, I think it served you well. Well, well, it's ended up in yeah. a in a uh, in a GI actually. No, exactly, and when and and Kathy deserves a lot of credit for that too, because, well, and again, she might talk about it, but yes, we're a hundred percent Naramata bench fruit, Fantastic. and we're really proud of that. Well, Duncan, we're happy to be here. Uh, we're going to go through a bunch of wines today and talk about what's happening at Hillside with uh, all of your crew. I know you're going to stick around because we are going to talk a bit about the geology and the way this uh, land is uh, farmed now and what's coming off it. So uh, don't go away. Don't go too far, folks. You're <laughs> listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, and we're coming to you live from Hillside Winery on the Naramana Bench. Up next... More with Duncan McGowan and along with winemaker Kathy Malone. Our show is available on the radio or on demand across all the major podcast platforms, including Google, iHeart, Apple, and, uh, well, whatever is your favorite. This is BC Food & Wine Radio. I'm Anthony Gismani, and we'll be right back. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Summer in the Okanagan. Great food, fine wine, fabulous views. You can have it all at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery and the Modest Butcher Restaurant in West Kelowna. Enjoy the stunning vistas while wine tasting outside on the patio. Or step inside the Modest Butcher for some delicious new summer dishes from the menu. Online tasting bookings and table reservations are recommended due to limited seating. Just go to mtboucherie and modestbutcher.com. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan, a place to slow down, take your time and enjoy perfect patio weather and a world-class wine and culinary scene. With 80 wineries within a 20-minute drive, along with distilleries and cideries, eight craft breweries and a fantastic variety of locally sourced restaurants, Penticton is the perfect destination for your relaxing summer getaway. For details on wineries, tours, tasting room and restaurant hours before you go, and for more trip inspiration, head to visit Penticton.com. The flavors of the region come alive at 15 Park Bistro at Watermark Beach Resort in Asuyas. Enjoy lakeside dining inside or outside on the patio. Chef Nick Atkins and his team are ready to offer up top-notch, seasonal, and locally inspired menus to complement the unmatched views of beautiful Lake Asuyas. For an unforgettable dining experience, 15 Park Bistro is the lakeside place to be. Now open for breakfast Saturday and Sunday mornings at 8. To find out more, visit 15parkbistro.com. The legend lives on. Three-Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature. A bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name. Three-Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. From the Save-On Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. On location at Hillside Winery and Bistro on the Naramata Bench. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia, from Vancouver to Trail and uh, all 18 other cities across the province listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We're on location today at Hillside Winery in the middle of the Naramata Bench above the road, just uh, looking out at the magnificent uh, 
Okanagan Lake in front of us. Uh, fantastic setting here. Our guests are Duncan McCowan, owner of Hillside Winery, and joining us is the winemaker, Kathy Malone, to tell us about, uh, well, many things Hillside today. Kathy, welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be here. Great to have you. Uh, we tried to pry some history out of Duncan. He said you were better at it. Uh, I just wanted to touch on uh, the woman who kind of got it all going here at Hillside that uh, you had the pleasure of knowing, for sure. Yes, although I've only I've only known her in recent years. I, mm-hmm. I, she is legendary. I knew of her. But Vera Klokochka and her husband, Bohammer, uh, started the winery uh, when they planted in 1983. They purchased the uh, an apricot orchard. Um, apricot orchard. Apricot orchard, yes. Apricot orchard. Um, a few years previous. Yep. And um, Vera decided, no, nope, she wanted to grow grapes. And so they took out the trees and, and planted grapes. So. Yeah. And, uh, and in those days, you could plant whatever you wanted, kind of, sort of, and drag it in from anywhere. Well, I don't know. You know so uh, we, she, her first pl- white planting is a variety that we now know as Muscat Autonel. Um, but she actually took the cuttings from a, a, fellow, a, a guy in Penticton's backyard vineyard because um, <laughs> she liked the grapes and she thought it might be Muscat Autonel. Um, yeah. She was originally from Czechoslovakia and... Um, she thought she recognized it. Mm-hmm. Well, you've done a great job with it uh, since then. Now it's a kind of a staple here at Hillside. It's a lovely grape to work with. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've had a chance to taste a couple of them. The 20 and the 21, and it's not out yet, but the 21 is in the marketplace. What would you tell people about Muscat Autonel that they need to know? Well, yeah, there's a, there's a, f- a few things. It's part of the Muscat family, which numbers 200 strong, um, ranging from... Uh, so, like some very perfumey um, wines, mm-hmm. you might say cloying, um, to bright, fresh floral wines, that, which the Muscat Autonel is. I think it's the nicest, the, certainly the nicest of the family that I've tried. Um, it's one of the few grapes that tastes like the wine, like when yeah. you're tasting the grapes, it <laughs> yes. tastes like the wine. It, it's really easy to assess ripeness in the vineyard in the because, vineyard. yeah, you don't have to make that leap of faith. Um, but it's also um, because of its floral components, it, it pairs beautifully with Thai food, which is one of those tough ones. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's lo- there's lovely freshness. And what I like, of course, we have such great acidity here in, in the Okanagan. And I think that's where this wine, where, where you mentioned earlier, can be sort of heavy and cloying, mm-hmm. but with the acidity here, it's a lovely, fresh, fragrant-style wine. And, and uh, yeah, with Thai food, sounds pretty good to yeah. me. Yeah, it's a little tricky because it's early ripening, yeah. and um, the the acid can drop out, and especially in a warmer area, that, that can be very challenging. Well, we want to talk a little bit about the origins of the Naramata Bench. A lot of talk about the bench now, a lot of wineries here, a lot of people producing things. I remember, Duncan, maybe you remember at the start where people were angsting over what would be the signature varietal for B.C., and now we know we don't want one. We want to pursue every piece of dirt. Uh, (laughs) What can you tell us about here? I know you started earlier with the glaciers and the lake. What's the story of the Naramata Bench? Well, the the soils are are really unique in that we've got a huge variety of, of soils, the glacial up above the road, the Lake Lacustrine sort of silts below the road, which add different flavors into the wine. And in fact, we've even got a volcanic uh, 
neck uh, Munson Mountain that uh, adds some uh, interesting flavors to yeah. the to the soil. A lot so of diversity, diversity, and uh, just the, the the terrace of of the the bench too. It just mm-hmm. maximizes the aspect of great great growing. So would that explain why you grow Merlot and Cabernet and Muscat all in the same sort of region, uh, Kathy? Pretty much. It's it's hard to resist, right? Yeah. Um, like you know, when you see when you see how how well Merlot does, you know, you, well maybe we should try Cab Sauv and see what happens. Um, and then we're, we've we haven't been um, disappointed. Like we've always been um, favorably surprised, mm-hmm. and so. Um, in almost every variety, I find that the Naramata Bench version is brings out the best in the fruit, and it and it makes sort of the style of wine that that is right for that fruit, and um, and you know that I like to make too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, you brought along a Cabernet Sauvignon today mm-hmm. to try uh, that we would connect to Vera too. Would yeah, we? Yeah, there's a story there. So uh, when she was planting, she had advice from, you know, the research station and, right. and the, um, you know, agriculture, Ministry of Agriculture. And their advice at the time was to plant um, white, ger- you know, Germanic, Germanic whites yeah. and hybrids, yeah. hybrid whites, pretty much. And so Vera being Vera decided maybe she would try some Cabernet Sauvignon. So... <laughs> We're in one of the hardest to ripen grapes, one of the longest growing seasons. Yeah. So she planted one row, and I think that she made one vintage of it before she sold. Um, like it's not even a full, doesn't represent one full barrel, which is that that makes it challenging. But um, when I came, we still ha- we and we do still now have this row of Cabernet Sauvignon, but it was troublesome because um, it was on the same watering regime as the muscat and so <laughs> it was like the nastiest greenest cabernet sauvignon i've ever had so i told our vineyard crew to um graft it over to muscat because mm-hmm. i thought that would be more practical it was a stupid suggestion on my part and um they had 100 percent failure rate <laughs> well the fo- following year um, and you still work here <laughs> <laughs> um but before I came, uh, the year before I came, we did plant um, a whole block of Cabernet Sauvignon across across Riddle Road from from um, our main vineyard. It's the Howe Vineyard. It, um, it's owned by one of our shareholders. And um, around that time, it had matured enough to um, make a, a standalone, mm. a beautiful Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah. Uh, 2012 was our first vintage. And... Um, Vera's second husband was visiting, so I said, well, take a bottle of this to Vera. I think she'd like it. And that's when he told me the story about the one. He says, you know, I, you you might have the oldest row of Cab Sauv in the valley. I'm like, well, I'm glad those grass didn't take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So <coughs> we've, we've, cool. yeah, we've uh, split the irrigation um, timing so that we can, we can um, sort of dial it back and, mm-hmm. and try and coax um, better ripeness out of those vines but it'll be a while still before i make a half barrel yeah yeah well the two of you pushed for the gi it's here now it's on the label like it, it never looked better i think on on wines are you pretty happy with the way it's come come together now to have a naramata bench gi absolutely <laughs> absolutely yeah. it gives us our true identity i think yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm super proud of it. And it and it was a natural. I mean, I just know I've made wines from up and down the valley. And um, I I know that there's something special about the bench that, I, you know, I think our customers would like to know about. And mm-hmm. um, being able to declare that on the bottle is important. Well, I, you know, people always ask me, well, what is it? What is it? I said, well, I don't know what it is. Like, let's wait now. But at least we know where the wines come from so that every year we can start looking uh, for the Naramata whatever yeah. in the wine right. yeah. uh, and know that it's not a Soyuz or not some milkamine and I think that's the fun of it all and and uh, at the Costa wine today you got to have some fun right like you got to <laughs> when you and you're you drinking wine yeah, you got to have some entertainment it's not just you know uh, so much per glass there's a big story right. behind every wine and I think British Columbians are coming to understand that in the way that Europeans have grown up for centuries now uh, sort of interacting with the local wines absolutely and and we get now we we get so people in the tasting room will will ask questions about whether it's above the road or below the road and mm-hmm. you know they're they're starting to get it and it's, yeah it's exciting. Well, it was fun to try those two wines and to uh, have a quick glimpse into what's happening here on the Naramata bench. But there's plenty more coming up on the show. Uh, next up from Hillside, uh, Duncan and Kathy will uh, stick around with us. We'll talk more about uh, the latest from Hillside Winery on the Naramata Bench. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, and I'm Anthony Gismondi. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Your wine collection is your pride and joy. Years of searching and selecting has merited you an enviable list, but it's time to find a new home for some or all of your wine. As the only auction in Canada dedicated to fine wines and spirits, Iron Gate Auctions offers collectors a safe, inexpensive way to liquidate their collections online. They are experts in the field with the knowledge and acumen to maximize the return on your assets. To find out more, visit irongateauctions.com. The most exciting club in the Okanagan is Summer Hills Organic Wine Club. When you become a member, you'll receive 24 bottles per year of sommelier-curated organic wines. Enjoy preferred pricing and free delivery. Plus, members earn double gratitude points, which gives 20% of each order back in your pocket. Get insider information on Summer Hill's new releases and special events. Enjoy the flavors of Summer Hill. Join the Organic Wine Club at summerhill.bc.ca. BC VQA Wine, a reflection of our land and the exceptional folks that craft every bottle. Save on Foods is proud to offer the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines all in one place, plus an extensive collection of BC's most popular ciders. And with their everyday customer discount program, you'll get 10% off any four bottles or select 12 bottles and save an additional $12. Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. Find your nearest store at saveonfoods.com. Lively, delicious, and totally alcohol-free. Introducing Piquet Zero from Benjamin Bridge, a creative and unprecedented wine-style beverage. Discover the unique deliciousness of this new sensory experience. Golden sapphire in color with a blonde hue. The nose features zesty suggestions of key lime, blood orange peel, and lemon preserve with a balancing texture of tart cherries. And best of all, Piquet Zero is absolutely alcohol-free. For details, visit softcrush.ca. From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Back to the Naramata Bench and Hillside Winery and Bistro. Here's Anthony Gismondi. Oh, 
Hello, British Columbia. Welcome back uh, to the show. We're live on the Naramata bench at Hillside Winery with winemaker Kathy Malone, and we have a bunch of uh, wine bottles in front of us and wines uh, that we're going to talk about. Uh, Kathy, let's talk about uh, selling wine today. You, uh, probably the best way is to get to a winery, uh, get to a tasting room like Hillside, and, and have you have a selection of wines you can taste right there, help you make some decisions if you need to do that sort of pre-tasting. Uh, does that work well with you and your team, or yeah, you're yeah. ready and waiting? Yeah, yeah. Our team love to uh, have people come and taste the wines in the wine shop. Okay. Also at our bistro. Um, yeah. You, know, you can order a flight of wines on the wi- on the yeah. wine list or yeah. off the wine list. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Just also having faith that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Something like that. Well, you're making a lot of interesting wines here. Sometimes uh, people would think, "Gee, I, I don't know what are, what's their specialty," but you have a lot of different wines, and and we're going to talk about three in particular: an unoak Pinot Gris, uh, the Rosé, and the Gewürztraminer. Mm-hmm. All all wines that you're a fan of. Are winemakers a fan of all their wines, or do they actually have? <laughs> Once they love more than others. Yeah, you it's know, like their kids. No, to be honest, I I'm not a Gewürztraminer drinker. I love our Gewürztraminer, yeah. and um, if I go for South Asian food, I always bring a bottle. And um, but uh, no, I you you don't have to be a fan of the variety. I don't think you just have to understand the variety, right? Right. You have to understand the people who are fans of it. Well, when we did, I just had a, I just put my nose in the Gewürztraminer. It's mm-hmm. a very intense, mm-hmm. almost pure lychee for me. I don't know yeah. if there's another description yeah. uh, besides that. How, what's the difference between that and the Muscat? Would you say if you were describing or uh, people who would buy one or the other? What would you do with them? Well, the the Gewürztraminer is way more floral or way more tropical. Yeah, um, it has some floral notes, but but it's also got some nice um, sort of citrus notes. You know, ruby grapefruit, that sort of thing. Um, is bigger, you know. It it so there, you know. It as I said, it stands up to South Asian food. Any spicy food, mm-hmm. as you know, Gewurz means spicy. Yeah, the origin of the word. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty interesting wine, and then it has a nice little uh, bitter tone on the like at the at the end. Little, it sort of tones down all of the the floral and the fruit in it. Yeah, balances little, it. I guess. Yeah, a little bit of sort of pith, like like yeah, yeah, grapefruit. Pith, grapefruit pith in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> delicious wine, yeah, well, easy drinking. What's interesting about all three of these wines is they all are sourced from a number of different vineyards up and down the Naramata bench. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that, and, and vineyards of different age, and so I, I think that that sort of adds some complexity to wines that sometimes could be uh, one-dimensional, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, well, <clears throat> I think we should talk about the wine that I'm not allowed to talk about, the Hillside <laughs> Unoak Pinot Gris. Uh, because it's just so hard to get this wine. It sells so it sells so quickly. Needs no help. I know. We said don't talk about it. We don't, we don't need so any I'm help. So I'm just smelling this 21, and it uh, doesn't need any help. <laughs> <laughs> so delicious. Yeah. Great color. What, what are people surprised by the color? Is that a story that you have to talk to them about? Or well, often we do. Um, I mean, not everyone's aware that Pinot Gris is a red-skinned white grape. And so it can pick up some color from from the skins, and um, in, in you know some styles that's not considered a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, winemakers work to keep the color out. Um, I like to give the wine skin contact, 
um, because it, it brings fruit into the mint palate, mm. and um, sort of that's that's what I'm looking for. And so, for me, the the color is kind of a byproduct of that, and it's tricky because with the color come tannin. Uh, so you have to um, make sure that you you're not picking up any astringency as well. Yeah. So it's very delicate. And so every year is there's there's going to be a different degree of color of pink. It's in so there. delicious, Kathy. Like <laughs> if I was if I was in a bar in the south of France, it would probably cost me a hundred euros to drink that wine, and, and uh, people would just be raving about it. That's they would think it's from Provence, and it was a rosé. I'm hoping you have some euros on you now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just sensational, but uh, the best way to get it, folks, is to come to the winery, get into the tasting room, and you might be lucky enough to be able to purchase a bottle or two, and uh, uh, maybe it's available online, but it won't be for long, so. It is available online, and, you know, you order a case of it, you're not going to pay shipping, it's like coming to the winery. Yeah. Except you don't get the view. And then call me if you have a case, and I'm happy to come over and uh, help you twist off the top. Lovely wine. Uh, now we have the rosé itself. Uh, this is the 2021? Yes. So what should we know about this rosé? What's it made from? Um, well, it's primarily Merlot, but there's also a, a nice chunk of um, Cab Sauve and Cab Franc in there. Um, we do a couple of press loads of Merlot, um, but also mm. the Seigne from um, the Cab Sauve and Cab Franc. Which I, I don't want to interject. I love that because it's part of your ethos. Like you're big into Merlot, single vineyard Merlots mm-hmm. here at Hillside. And so your rosé reflects what you really truly love. And I think I often talk to people and say, why doesn't your rosé reflect who you are and what mm. you're doing? Mm-hmm. So that's a, a nice start. Uh, but please continue. Uh, is it a simple wine to make? Is it? Harder to make than than Merlot, or well, there's well, there's complexity to it, right? Because you you need to the you, you pair up that the Seigne and and you know sometimes you will just bleed off a, a couple hundred liters and mm-hmm. and you know you it's you so you you kind of have to do some pre blending as you go, um, and you you don't really know how it's going to be until it is in the end you know when it, when it's all put together do you throw wild strawberries in that too or like how do you get it seems that like flavor? it doesn't it it actually yeah. you know what this this year there's there's a bit of um viognier in there aha uh-huh. yep the secrets um, are finally coming yeah, out and there yeah. there's a little, there's some muscat in there too i've always put a little bit of of uh, germanic in mm-hmm. um sort of in to final lift blending. A floral yeah, it just it 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 changes it from sort of a, a candy wine to you know something that's that's a grown-up wine, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'm not sure the dynamics of that, but it's it's always worked. So, uh, and as a food wine, does it, does it strike you as a food wine too, the rosé or? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what we pair it with in in the bistro, but. Um, it's you know anything with with that can handle a, a bit of acidity mm-hmm. um, it does really well with lovely wine three lovely wines actually uh, well we don't we're going to talk later about the Viognier but uh, you have a lot of aromatic wines here at, at the winery mm-hmm. again I think that's the Naramata bench I think that's what we're getting yeah um, the the soil gives us this nice uh, like a nice balance a, a lower pH a bit more acidity and and that that really brings out the aromatics mm-hmm. you always tell a lovely story about walking through the vineyards which most people don't do 
we talk a lot about this road, you know, up above the road and below the road. But mm-hmm. what you need to do is get out of your car and actually walk mm-hmm. into a vineyard. Uh, when you go through an orchard uh, at the right time, what, what is the best time to walk through an orchard to to appreciate the, the you know, the the sense, I guess, of, of, of the orchard. Right. Well, you know, during blossom, it's it's lovely. Yeah. But um, sort of just before harvest, mm-hmm. um, you know, when, when you're actually the, the sense of the fruits are in, in the Okanagan because it's so warm, you know, that the heat picks up the, those aromas yeah. and, and it's just heavenly. Our, the Pinot Gris, the principal vineyard for the Pinot Gris is, is plucked in the middle of... of a bunch of orchards, you know, apricot, peach, and apple orchards, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure that it seemed to end up in this wine. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's picking up some of those uh, aromatics. So delicious, 2021. Maybe just before we we jump to break, 2021 as a vintage. A lot of talk about it in different parts of the valley. How was it here for you on, on in Naramata? Well, it was you know it was stressful. We worried a lot because um, yeah. we haven't had a heat dome before, and we didn't know what a heat dome might do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we. Our vines seem to have weathered it very well, and I, I think that it's just brought up some nuances in the fruit that that are really interesting. I think it will be, you know, one of those vintages that that you'll you can identify amongst others mm-hmm. um, as having, you know, for instance, the the Gewürztraminer that tropical character, that sort of guava is is way more pronounced. Well. Uh we don't know if we're ever going to have another one or we're going to have a bunch, but I just very quickly, I wonder, would, have you changed anything in viticulture now to accommodate that, or will you just wait and see, or how, how will you how, how will you cope with it? Yeah, I'm in a wait and see, um, <laughs> especially this spring, because it's been so cool this spring. So right. I think if we'd started out with a hot spring, you know, we might have uh, felt differently, but, you know, we're definitely not going to hang an abundance of fruit if, if we... You know, are careful. <laughs> okay. Lovely tasting. Thanks for that. You're going to take a quick break, but you'll be back. Uh, we're going to talk about some red wines uh, uh, near the end of the show. Uh, that was Kathy Malone. She's the winemaker here at Hillside Vineyard. Up next from the Naramana Bench with Joel Cook, the shop wine shop manager, and Lauren Selfridge, the marketing manager of the Hillside Winery and Bistro, next on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. There's lots more still ahead. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Claude de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Claude de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The results: wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at claudesoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. Take a break from the hustle and bustle of the big city and relax in the beautiful and peaceful South Okanagan. Enjoy fantastic wine and culinary offerings throughout the region, including 180 of BC's finest wineries, from Summerland's Bottleneck Drive to the Naramata Bench to Okanagan Falls and Skaha Lake's Heart of Wine Country, down to Oliver Osuyus Wine Country. For community information, wine regions, and more trip inspiration, visit southokanagan.com. It's time to create new memories in the South Okanagan you remember. Refreshing, relaxing, romantic. Get away to Therapy Vineyards and stay at their modern, comfortable, and spacious boutique inn. Experience your moment of awe from the balcony of your room while taking in the panoramic views of the vineyards and Okanagan Lake. 
capture the essence of the grape growing season while luxuriating at your home base for wine tours. Oh, and did we mention award-winning wines? Book your relaxing retreat or perfect couples getaway today at therapyvineyards.com. The legend lives on. Three-Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature. A bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name, Three-Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. From the Save-On Foods Wines of British Columbia Studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. On location at Hillside Winery and Bistro on the Naramata Bench. Now, here's Anthony Gismondi. And then I saw her face. I'm a believer. Not a trace. Hello, British Columbia, with a shout-out to CFAX 1070 in Victoria and all the bounce radio stations across BC from Princeton, to Prince Rupert, listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. We're on location today at Hillside Winery. Our guests uh, for this segment are Joel Gook. He's the wine shop manager, and Lauren Selfridge is the marketing manager at Hillside. Uh, welcome to the show. Great to have you. Thanks, Thanks Tony. Great to be here. Uh, are you tired yet? Is the season tired you out? Or we were just only about midway, or not even midway, probably. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely tough work. Uh, but it's always a pleasure to sort of um, guide people through yeah. uh, what we offer here in Naramata, for sure. Nice to see the crowds back, Lauren. Absolutely. Yeah. Really nice to see uh, folks getting out there and doing tastings again and uh, seeing some wine club members, and it's great to see yeah. everybody out and about. The the people energize you, too. Like they, It seems like you know it's not torture to visit a winery normally. So No, 100%. I mean, we really pride ourselves on our wine shop uh, and, and the staff that we have, and we had almost our entire wine shop return this year. For, for another season. Which is really um, nice, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes, uh, makes hiring a lot easier, but it certainly makes uh, the energy in the room is, uh, is pretty special this year. Yeah. Uh, and is there a lot of training involved in the wine shop people to, to know what's going to happen this season, what you're serving, that sort of thing? Yeah, of course. I think early on in the season, sort of around about April when everyone comes and joins us, we, uh, you know, we really like to do an intensive sort of two days with them. Uh, and then on and on throughout the entire season at least once a month we're tasting stuff from uh, from here at hillside and from other wineries as well we want uh, we want our staff to be knowledgeable about everything going on yeah, on the bench, on the bench. yeah Okay, well, let's talk about the experience. Who will start with uh, 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 Joel? Or? Sure, Joel. Okay, so it's I walk in the master. door. What what is the experience at Hillside, or what can I do? Yeah, so the experience here at Hillside, um, we're strongly recommending reservations this season. Okay. Uh, it's sort of one of those leftover things from COVID that I think is uh, is really helping uh, the wine industry. Yeah, uh, it gives us some real uh, real time with people. And uh, so, just to interrupt. So, and how much time do you get? Like, if you make a reservation, what? How much time do you have to set aside? Yeah, so we do a forty-five minute seated tasting here. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's an individual tasting as well. So, just uh, one taster with that group. Yep. Um, they're not sort of bouncing around the shop. They're really, really focused oh, I like uh, that. on the yeah. group in front of them. Okay. So the experience. I see a board in front of me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Kathy and I, uh, about every few weeks, we'll sort of switch this up. Um, but this is what we have here at the moment. Um, so yeah, we usually try and lean towards uh, two whites, um, and either three reds or uh, two reds and a rosé. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
what we're serving now is the 2020 Viognier. Um, this is one of our Heritage Series wines. Um, so with that, uh, for us, Heritage Series is sort of uh, a little bit more to our focus. Uh, there's lots more uh, that goes into the production of those wines. They're also sort of stuff that uh, most of the time you can only find here at the winery. It's only yeah. available through the winery or through the wine club. Uh, not typically something you can find out in stores or at restaurants. So the and you the the order is set by you, so it's set up. So I I don't know. I can we'll we'll, pre- we'll pretend it's set up by me, but it's truly set up by Kathy. I think absolutely. Okay, <laughs> isn't everything set up by Kathy? One hundred percent. If we just say that, things will go smoother. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so Viognier, the Muscat Atenal that we talked about, the Rosé, then you have uh, the Dickinson Merlot. Yeah. So this so, is one of our single vineyard Merlots. Yeah. Tell me, tell me what you would tell a customer about, yeah. about this wine. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, you know, we talk a lot about um, uh, sense of place and how focused we are sort of on the Naramata bench here doing everything exclusive from the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just sort of taking that one step further, getting a little bit more hyper-focused. So this is uh, from Dickinson Vineyard. Uh, it's just a few minutes down the road here uh, and just across the street from us. Um, a beautiful sort of uh, slope down to the down to the lake as well at this uh, vineyard. Um, and Kathy only does these single vineyards on really special years. Uh, mm. 2015, sort of that uh, beautiful unicorn year here in Arenada yeah. on the bench. Um, those beautiful hot days. Um, so some really fantastic stuff. Um, this is uh, 16 months in French oak. And then, I mean, we're creeping up to, you know, nearly six years in the bottle as well. Which is fantastic yeah. to be able to taste a wine like that in a tasting room. And, you know, I think it's what's really special about, you know, being here at Hillside is we get that opportunity. We're one of those wineries that's been around for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, we can sort of hold stuff back and, you know, release it when it's ready as opposed to sort of jumping the gun. Yeah. Uh, and, Lauren, so wine club members, do they do they have this tasting too or how, how does it work for them? So, yeah. So, of course, wine club members, um, they get complimentary tastings as part of their perks for being okay. in our Hillside Wine Club. Right. Um, we also have a little wine club lounge as well that we offer to our VIPs and, of course, our club members. So it oh. is a nice little t- um, comfy little area where they can taste, um, you know, solo with a, a presenter yep. and uh, and really go through the 45-minute tasting and have that chance to discuss, you know, a little bit more about each wine. One of the great things about our wine club and one of my biggest joys of, of uh, running it is that we do have some of these amazing club-exclusive wines. Right. So we've got our Cabernet Franc. We've got our Malbec. We've got our Cabernet Sauvignon. So one of the nice things is when a club member comes in to do a tasting, you know, they'll, of course, experience the standard lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have our Enomatic machine for those special occasions. And it's those times where, you know, they're, they're able to try those, uh, those wine club exclusive single vineyards, the, the real special bottles. Mm. So that, to me, makes my job very fun. One of the things I found interesting was, of course, I've been, you know, writing about wine for almost 40 years. And, and uh, I know something about alcohol and stress and things going on around the world. Uh, so I wasn't really surprised by the reaction in the pandemic. But you, you like, what about your club in that? You had quite a response, no? Absolutely. Um, I think COVID and the pandemic has certainly brought out the best of folks as far as purchasing online and DTC. Yeah. Um, those who weren't doing it before are definitely, you know, in the ball game now. And, yep. uh, you know, it really is great. As Kathy mentioned, we can ship a case to you for free. And, uh, you know, that's, that's quite a, a perk these days uh, with the costs of, fuel rising shipping costs and whatnot um but i think dtc is here to stay that's pretty pretty clear yeah um one thing we noticed is uh you know people are still enjoying the option to do a virtual event a virtual tasting something like that 
Um, you know, not everyone is traveling just yet, so it's nice yeah. to have that. Those uh, are fun. Uh, that yeah. buffer as well for those that that can't come to see us in person, but we're hoping to see more folks for sure. I love the virtual tastings for consumers that like to show off the winemaker and to get that absolutely inter- interpersonal thing, even though it's on a screen. But normally they they wouldn't get that opportunity. And, and you know, we're so very lucky lucky to have a winemaker like Kathy who is so yeah. passionate about her wines. And I think we've said several times today that you know we can we can listen to Kathy talk all day long about her passion and her knowledge so um, of course it's a pleasure to, to do virtual Why tastings not? with a winemaker like that for sure is it a quiet tasting room like you know in the old days there'd be 50 people standing at the bar and all this stuff going on it's uh, it's to me it seems like a more sensible way now with the resos and the way it's set out yeah i think we've you know we're certainly trying to avoid the old uh, belly up to the bar four people deep sort of a, a vibe but we still you know really yeah. want to inject our some energy into the wine shop as well mm. um so i mean i don't uh i don't think we're trying to have uh, this quiet little peaceful zen area we still want people to be really excited to be here mm-hmm. um and i mean i think can you can you blame people for not being excited look where we are no. i mean this is yeah. this is our office it's a pretty spectacular little place yeah we haven't even talked about the restaurant yet and we will because the setting here even on this top balcony is amazing uh it's well it's july now so i say july august september october what do you have events coming on too what are you planning to do now for the rest of the year we do so it's um it's super exciting we're just about a week out from uh just touching on that virtual events uh again we're going to do a virtual grill party with our chef really yeah so we're going to be doing a virtual (laughs) barbecue grill fire up the barbie kind of situation um, you know, again, just for those folks that, that aren't quite able to make it to us oh, yet. That's a great idea. Um, and then, uh, we do have, uh, full hopes of doing our soiree en blanc party again in person, which is coming up in the fall. So that's, um, in yeah. conjunction as a wine club event, but also in conjunction with the release of our fortified white right. port style wine, the right. soiree en blanc. Um, so that will be our first uh, first big in-person wine club event. You know, knock on wood, everything goes to plan. Um, yeah. But really excited to see folks and have that be our sort of re-entry into into the normal world again. Yeah. So, yes. And there, there was also it was a famous Naramad event with all the winery uh, event with all the wineries too. Is that that's is the tailgate party? I'm yeah. not sure if that's coming back this year or not. I think it remains to be seen. But you know, yeah. if it is, we'll we'll be there for sure. Yeah. Yes. Kind of fun. Yes. Listen, thanks so much for uh, joining us today, and for listeners, uh, you need a reservation, but you're going to have a great time tasting uh, at least five wines in these beautiful stemless glasses and getting a a, a short education on what's going on here at Hillside. Thanks, Joel. Thanks so much, And Lauren, great. Thanks, Tony. It was a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. That was Lauren Selfridge, marketing manager, and Joel Gook. He's the wine shop manager talking about tasting uh, events and upcoming events here at Hillside uh, Winery and Bistro on the Naramata Bench. Up next, more from the bench with Kathy Malone and Hillside Bistro executive chef Evan Robertson. I'm Anthony Gismani, and this is BC Food and Wine Radio. There's more to come. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi. Sun, water, soil. Organically farmed and made in collaboration with Mother Nature, Liber's terroir-focused small lot wines capture the essence of the Okanagan and Similkameen Valleys. Join the wine club to receive delivery of award-winning wines, new releases in spring and fall, early access to library wines, complimentary tastings, and more. Liber Farm and Winery looks forward to hosting you in their spacious covered wine garden in Asuyas. Discover more at liberfarm.com. 
Simply great wines. Penticton, the hub of the South Okanagan. A place to slow down, take your time, and enjoy perfect patio weather and a world-class wine and culinary scene. With 80 wineries within a 20-minute drive, along with distilleries and cideries, eight craft breweries, and a fantastic variety of locally sourced restaurants, Penticton is the perfect destination for your relaxing summer getaway. For details on wineries, tours, tasting room, and restaurant hours before you go, and for more trip inspiration, head to visitpenticton.com. Today's real estate landscape is fast-paced and complex. Now more than ever, whether you're a buyer or a seller, it's vital to work with a professional real estate company like Remax. Lean into their experience, local market knowledge, and connections. They are your market experts and are excited to help you make your dreams a reality. The right agents for today's market are at Remax with offices in Summerland, Penticton, and Asuyus. Call or visit them at yoursouthokanaganhome.com. The legend lives on. Three-Finger Jack roamed the rugged, lawless gold country wilderness along the east ridge of Lodi in Old California, searching relentlessly for riches. The gold may be gone, but this wine, grown in the land where Jack rode, pays tribute to his outlaw nature. A bold Cabernet Sauvignon, truly worthy of that legendary name. Three-Finger Jack, outlaw by nature. Discover the legend at a BC liquor store near you or visit threefingerjack.com. From our Save on Foods Wines of British Columbia studios, it's BC Food and Wine Radio. Back to the Naramata Bench and Hillside Winery and Bistro. Here's Anthony Gismondi. Hello, British Columbia. We're back, and we're back on the road and happy to be doing exactly that. We're on location at Hillside Winery and Bistro. On the Naramana bench, our guests uh, for this final segment are Kathy Malone. She's a Hillside Winery winemaker. And Evan Robertson is the executive chef at the Bistro at Hillside. Uh, Evan, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Kathy, you're back with more wines. We like that. Thanks for having me back. Uh, but we're going to talk food to start <laughs> with. Uh, let's talk about uh, the program here now at, 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 with the reopening and everything. When, what's lunch? What's dinner? How does it work at the moment? Uh, right now we're a reservation system, but we do take walk-ins. Okay. Sure. There's lots of people milling around in the tasting room that want a bite to eat. Yeah. Um, so lunch right now we're doing a two-course uh, two course pick-and-choose menu. Right. Um, what it, can I pick and choose? There's many items, actually. Okay. Uh, I keep getting in trouble for my staff because I keep adding things, not taking them off. Yeah. So there are many choices for everybody. Oh. Why uh, would the staff not like that? Do they just have to memorize it's more, more work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the kitchen staff. Uh, well, what, what's it like running a, a like a winery restaurant? Or is there such a thing? Is it just a restaurant to you? Or uh, no, it is. It's more than just a restaurant for us. We want to yeah. we want to pay homage to to Kathy's hardworking skill in the wines. So right, uh, but it's exciting up here. Lots of lots of different seasons for different fruits, and and the orchards are popping. The 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 garden across the street we were talking about earlier today. Um, yeah. That plot twist, she she offers us so many different unique things, so we get to change the menu as much as we want. Mm-hmm. And it's almost tomato season, which is my favorite yes. uh, sort of summer season uh, in the Okanagan. Uh, well, Kathy, the, we talked a lot about their, you know, their Naramata focused. How about you generally? For I like to keep it as close as possible. Yeah. yeah, as as close as possible. I mean. Uh, we are growing our own uh, microgreens and stuff in-house. Uh, we, we source as much 
vegetables as we can from across the street and if mm -hmm. not from there from around the lake uh, summerland's another great place for yeah. us to to pull produce from. and local protein too is kind of coming yeah into its own, uh, think, we do yeah. have quail on the menu uh, yeah. people joke that we just scoop it up <laughs> on our way to work because they're everywhere <laughs> yeah yeah i would think so uh well i love quail in fact Quail. What will we have with quail, Kathy? Uh, what would be uh, would it, would the Pinot Noir be the pick for quail, or would you go with Merlot? Or Ooh, uh, um, yeah, or the Gamay. I think the Gamay the would gammy. be perfect with quail. Have, have you have you tried them together? Yeah, we we have had the the Gamay with the quail. We had a quail dish earlier in the spring that went really well with the Gamay. It was uh, mm -hmm. yeah, we had a savory potato waffle. Nice with some. Uh, Kohlrabi yeah. coleslaw, yeah. All Tr right. Truffle honey, glazed quail. Okay, okay let's Delicious. have a chef winemaker meeting. We have two merlots. <laughs> we have two merlots we this here. Every afternoon. We have yes. the we have the 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 property merlot, which is a blend of, of many different sites, I think, and then the the Joe's Vineyard. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, <laughs> so Kathy, do. let's hear what the chef says, and let's hear what then what you say, or maybe what would you say quickly about the two different the differences in the two wines, and then we'll see what he could match them with. Well, um, the the so the Hillside Merlot is this this is our sort of entry level. The um, twenty nineteen. Don't say entry; it's much better than that. Yeah, much better. Well, Duncan calls it his uh, Monday to Thursday wine. Mm -hmm. um, um, but it's it's a it ends up being a blend of um, all all of the Merlot vineyards pretty yeah. much that we take on the Naramata bench. So sort of spans the bench, and um, covers sort of all the the sort of terroir nuances. Whereas the Joa's Merlot is um, is actually the first single vineyard Merlot that we made mm -hmm. um, back in two thousand nine, and it's from a vineyard that's just across the street. From our own Hidden Valley Vineyard, um, but as we discussed, it's below the road, mm -hmm. so the soil is quite different from the soil in our vineyard, and so it has um, this this uh, rich, savory umami um, note on, yeah. on the palate. So it's um, I don't know. What do you think? A little Evan? more intense than the first wine, it, yeah. it certainly is. So yeah. how would you? What would you suggest for? Well, let's talk chef. Duncan's favorite. Yeah, the, uh, the Monday to Thursday Merlot. <laughs> yeah, uh, it goes really well with our our lunch flat iron steak. Okay. Yeah, which I think is his favorite too. So yeah. uh, it's one of one of his. Yeah. yeah, he's got another favorite. But yeah, that one we we marinate in a cherry glaze and then we just we oh, cook wow. it on a really hot grill. Uh, I tend to go towards medium rare with that but yeah diner's choice of course um but yeah it it, it pairs really nicely yeah. wow and with the more intense wine the the joa well, i mean I, I think you should just have it on its own personally but okay. if we if we were gonna order food with it uh we do have a tomahawk at night that is uh oh wow that would be it the feeds one intensity. comfortably or yeah. a family of four perfectly yeah yeah, um, yeah you've had the tomahawk be. Yeah, I yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always sort of scolded when I order it, but wow, <laughs> kind of nice. Oh, that was well done. Yeah, we we like to uh, with the tomahawk. We change up the sides with it daily. So yeah, um, you know, I like to ask the server what they've ordered for wine with it, and then we can kind of play with sure the accompaniments with it. So. Wow, how how often do you think that happens in a restaurant, even a winery restaurant, where yeah. the chef is is um, actually 
uh, customizing the dish to match the wine. It's mm. fun. It keeps us happy. We're, we're, it's full of a lot of passionate people down yeah. here. So. Yeah. Well, we heard about the virtual uh, grill party that you're going to have. So have you already s- sussed that out or do you just sort of do it on the fly? We're coming up with it as, as like, it's getting very close. Um, we're going to send out a package to some people. We haven't okay. really quite decided on There's There's some minor tweaks to finish up before we send it out. But mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. The one we did last year was amazing. Yeah. 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 So Chef puts together a, a meal kit and, and, uh, so the, the participant, um, provides their own protein. And right. the last time there was protein plus an apple, right? And, but everything else is there to make this yeah. fantastic gourmet meal. And, um, and then he joins us. Yeah. Um, for, for well, it sounds like great about fun. About half of it. it. It was. It was like a real dinner party. And, you know, it, it no one really had had was. one of those for a really long time. Yeah. And um, it was just, yeah, relaxed and dinner party kind of conversation. People were fascinated by um, Evan's talk about the food prep and then, and then just musings about, you know, brine and yeah. such. Yeah. Well, I think this time too, there'll be more people. They might have six people at a house or eight people at the party because yeah, they can yeah. do that would be yeah. fun. Well, let's talk about one of the hidden gems of, uh, of the Okanagan Cabernet Franc, whose star is really rising. Uh, w- w- tell us about this wine. This is a heritage series, Cabernet Franc from Hillside. Mm-hmm. Where does it come from? Um, it's also just across the road, but and then and across the road from Joe's Vineyard, so okay. sort of kitty corner. Um, and it was planted in 2009, um, sort of on our advice, which was a um, kind. It was it was a leap because um, I ha- I hadn't really had any Naramata Bench Cabernet Franc. And I'm just blown away by how those vines have come into their own in really a short period of time. Yeah, that's a beautiful wine. It has a yeah. it's, it has that savory Cab Franc thing mm-hmm. going on, but it has that sort of blood red thing going mm-hmm. on in the high acid. So there's a really mm-hmm. nice tension in the wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's also like smooth. It's very generous. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. yeah. Chef Cab Franc. Easy match? Oh, very easy match. Uh, pork belly scallops. <laughs> <laughs> straight straight up. That's easy. Okay, yeah. you nailed it. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it's delightful pairing. Yeah. Yeah. How many seats have you got here at the Bistro? And where do people sit? I mean, there's oh, up and down. And I, want, and I want more. I want to sit them in the vineyard. I, <laughs> Wouldn't that I be love, nice? I love going no. and talking to everybody. So Maybe dunk him with a little white with. towel on his arm and yes. walking up and down the hills. Yeah, he'll, yeah. He, he, would, he would appreciate that, too. Oh, yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. he would. Yeah. Uh, I think we're close, to, we're close to 100 seats if we fill both patios, mm. upper patio, lower patio. So, um, both are sought after, highly sought after yeah. upper patio. I mean, the view's gorgeous, but... So if I'm coming in August, I should get a reservation now, though, shouldn't I? I would Wouldn't suggest, that be a good idea yeah, like, I if I wanted suggest. to? We're filling up most days already, Yeah. so um, there is room for walk-ins, but we yeah. also offer a takeout menu, so you can... Uh, oh. Yeah, you can take a little picnic snack down to the beach and enjoy a bottle of Kathy's wine. And wow. Yeah, you know there were there was no room for for walk-ins on this last long weekend. No, so, it was and a, I a, I think you know the rest of the summer is going to play out pretty much the same way. Yeah. 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 Uh, Chef Evan Robertson, thanks for your time today. Thanks for wonderful us. suggestions. Uh, get a reso, folks. Really, when when he talks about uh, these dishes, you want to try them when you're here. Do the tasting and then just pop upstairs and have dinner. And uh, you've had say a, hi. You've had a wonderful time. Will you come yeah. out and see them if I they would say love hi? To. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If they say they heard you on the radio. You'll, oh, I'll come, you'll right come out right yeah. out. 
You betcha. <laughs> just stop him. Just yeah. try and stop him. Try and get me back in the kitchen. That's, yeah. That's what the boys and the girls in the kitchen want. <laughs> but I'll be out here enjoying the view with you. Kathy, thanks for your time. That's I know pleasure. how busy you are. Great to see you again. Uh, keep knocking it out of the park. I always like to come back and talk about wines I'm not supposed to talk about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, wonderful day. Great tasting. Thanks so much. Thank you. Our guests were Kathy Malone. She's a Hillside Winery winemaker and Evan Robertson, the executive chef at Hillside Bistro. That's it for today's show. Special thanks to our production team, including Dwayne Bishop. He's back in the studio. Justin Kwan, who's on site with us. Our assignment producer, Sherry Caleb, and director of operations, Stu Ferguson. Join us next week when we travel just a couple of minutes down the road to De Silva Vineyards and Winery here on the Naramata Bench. I'm Anthony Gismondi, and for all of us at the show, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week across the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Until then, enjoy your weekend. That's it for today's show. This is BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi.